Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High presents Ghost Story. We open with our three unlikely heroes. <laughs> in the rectory of a church in Ordinary Falls where they just found out that Penny's mom is a part of the Nethermere shenanigans. Penny, what's up? You're staring real hard at that photo. Yeah, because my mom is in it, Zeke. What? What? That's my mom. Your mom went to this church? I guess. Penny, is is this the weird church you went to as a kid? I don't remember. Uh, Does anyone actually pay attention to church when they go as a kid? Absolutely not. I, I, I think would not know. I wouldn't either. I wasn't a human. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> I feel like you have a lot to talk to Bart about. I've had a lot to talk to Bart about my entire life, and it has yet to go well. Well, take that photo. Is there anything else in here that I don't? I don't know. We see the camera focused on Penny, full of panic, rummaging through the drawers looking for any sign of records, finances, uh, names of people in the congregation, any events they partook in, um, any like food drives, clothing drives, things that, like anything that a church would do or should maybe, I don't know, do, what should churches do? Um, but she's not finding anything and she's slamming and opening drawers, going through them multiple times to try and find anything. Penny? What? Are you okay? No, there's nothing here. Like, did anyone work here? There's no papers in these drawers. Like, what? Maybe they just took everything when they cleared out. They didn't take these pictures. Ooh, that is a real weird-looking dude in all these pictures. Where? Penny walks to Zeke and looks at the picture. This guy. Big, weird dude with sunglasses. Yeah. Towering over everybody else, looking like Judge Doom. Well... And it depends on the year as to how much he's towering. Huh? He just keeps getting taller. So who's this creepy tall dude? I mean, he's wearing a priest's collar. He looks like he looks like the a, a priest from a horror movie. He looks like a he, but I mean, he looked like a priest. It looks like the church used to be really popular, but like by the time my mom gets there, it's. Small. Must have been a real shitty priest. Yeah, everyone probably left. It's boring. Just boring speaker. Okay, but why is he getting so much taller? You both like glossed over that. Platform sandals. I, is, right, <laughs> Angela. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of weird. And also, these pictures go back a ways, and he doesn't look that different aside from the height. But all the folks around him are kind of starting to look different. Tired. Um. Uh. It looks like as he gets stronger and taller, specifically taller, that everyone around him gets weaker. What kind of monster gets taller? A baby. <laughs> <laughs> baby is the correct answer. <laughs> but what feeds off of people and gets more powerful with it. Are you going to make me say the V word? 
Vampire? Yeah. Vampire. Don't say it like it's obvious. I've never met a vampire. I've never met a vampire. Like it's an ageless person who's, who feeds off other human Are they known to get to super tall? Yeah, I've never heard of that. Babadook. <laughs> <laughs> Babadooks seem like they would get taller. <laughs> Listen, if a vampire can be real, a Babadook can be real. There's not multiple Babadooks. There's one Babadook, and he's we... a metaphor for your grief. Anything is possible. What is happening? <laughs> so you think it's a vampire? Yes. Some some kind. I don't know. Don't age. Feed off people. Vampire. Is your mom a vampire? I don't know. I haven't exactly seen her. Angela. What? When's the last time you saw Penny age? Why are you whispering? <laughs> you know what? We're like That's... 16. I'm I wouldn't sorry. look old. I'm sorry. I've known her for about a year now. I'm right here. <laughs> I'm like right here. I met her when we were little, but like my human form did. Okay. We and... see Penny storm out of the room with the picture of her mom in hand and slam Penny! the door Penny, behind wait! her. Penny! We're just, well, I was just kidding. I don't want to stay in this dark church. I'm going to go after her. <laughs> Penny, Penny, Penny. Yes. Penny. What? Penny, I'm sorry. For what? For 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 being immature. Suspicious of you being a vampire. Thank you. And for being immature. Thank you, Angela. But Yes. Are you okay? I thought you were gonna ask if I was a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> no to both. <laughs> this is really stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if your mom was here, was my mom here? You can look at the picture and Penny hands Zeke the photo of her mom. No, I don't see my mom. Although this is like two years before they both left. Maybe my mom got your mom out of the cult. Mm, but maybe she works so, in the mill. Still? Currently? Maybe. I don't think... Uh, do we have to go to the mill? We're going to end up going to the mill. Okay. But I feel like whatever is waiting for us at the mill is going to be a fight. So before that, I'm going to trim down my antlers real quick. You don't think it? You don't think having two big old trees on your head would be useful in a fight? Absolutely not. I feel like it doesn't make me as stealthy, and it slows me down a little bit. So I'm just going to trim them up real cute, like. Okie dokie. Like it's worked in the past. So what is uh? What what Angela? What are you doing here? You're saying trimming. Did so, you bring some garden shears with you, or what is? The birds are gonna do it. <laughs> the birds are gonna do it. They swirl around me and they. <laughs> what? Yeah, the birds swirl around my branches and they trim them down by like using their claws and ripping some little bits and bops off, and then. Yeah. Angela is trying to summon. Birds. Angela is trying to summon birds, and she's going to whistle uh -huh. to call them over. And then when they come over, the, it's like the birds surround Angela like in a like like a tornado. Okay. They go all around her body. And then Angela will spin up in the air with the <laughs> birds. Mm -hmm. And then the birds, like, like they get to work, and they, like, chomp down at the tree trunks. And, like, we're still in the air, and we're spinning. And they're... <laughs> And they're taking bips off the branches and shirming them down and stuff. And then they gently take me down. Gently take me down. I like that added in there. I do. I'm not harmed at all. Zero harm. 
So you all know how I have birds in my house, right? We see Penny sit down on a little patch of grass nearby and just kind of lay back. What? Okay, so in my house, you know my giant tree that I have? Uh-huh. Okay, mm-hmm. well the birds, the outside birds, outside not the birds. indoor birds, the birds live in my house now and we've gotten really close and I get them to do like little tasks for me. We have like this little connection. I'm sorry, what does this have to do with- But listen, sometimes they get me ready in the morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do my hair, sometimes they do my makeup. It's getting weird. It's like I'm turning into it's Snow White. It's weird? Something. Weird in the best way, a convenient way. Uh, so convenient, I'm gonna try- <laughs> So I'm gonna try something. What? I Wait. need it. <laughs> I have a thousand questions. <laughs> I'm not dookie. I'm not answering them right now. <laughs> oh, she got easy. Something for you to know. I'm magical as fuck. Uh-huh. And the birds well, love we me. We know that part. But the birds love me. Okay. And I got to trim down these tree trunks because I'm not fighting in this mill with some vampires with these tree trunks on my head. Okay. So don't be weirded out by what's about to happen next. Um. And then... We see Angela stick her two fingers in her mouth and whistle. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll enter a good whistle no. in that. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's how people whistle, right? That's how people yeah, whistle. you crushed it. That's how yeah. people whistle. That's what it sounds like when they do it. Was that a whistle? <laughs> It's supposed to be. It's gonna be replaced by the foley that Wait, you put in there. No, give me a clean whistle for the for this is I'm gonna save this to my foley file. Haunting. Can you just that was haunting. amp that up a little bit? Yeah, I'll amp it up. I'll put it <laughs> I'll put all the filters on it. Okay. Uh so oh. <laughs> after Angela successfully whistles. <laughs> <laughs> That part automatic. Yes. yes. That's not You don't have to roll to whistle. Yeah, I don't have to roll to whistle. That was just an action that I was doing. It's an incredibly generous description of what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> so after Angela successfully whistles to the birds around her, they start swarming over. Please roll to use magic before you say anything else. <laughs> What'd we get, hold Angela? On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why is this never going to be good for me? So May has rolled a six, which is a failure. I feel like it would make sense for me to help out. Yeah. <laughs> Please help me. Every time I try to trim my chew chunks, bad things happen. That's better. Okay, so Penny, what uh, <laughs> what are you doing? How are you? How are you making Angela's antler dreams come true? Penny lifts up ahead to see how Angela is doing. Angela is standing there, (laughs) arms to the sky, eyes closed, thinking birds are swarming around her. Take me away! (laughs) And after hearing that, Penny sees there are no birds coming, nothing is happening, and she would like to move on from this moment of time. Penny sits up just enough to be able to use her hands. Um uses one arm to reach up, lift Angela up into the sky about five feet off the floor. It's working! (laughs) Uses the other hand to grab some nearby leaves to swirl around Angela so she thinks they're birds. 
Um, she can't tell. They're going too fast. Penny leans over to Zeke and goes, Zeke, whistle a little bit. Whistle uh, like birds. <laughs> Sounds just like birds. <laughs> Using the same hand that Penny had Penny used to lift Angela from the ground, Penny makes a stop motion with her hand and then uses that same hand to fold her hand down to snap the branches in half so they will be much shorter and she can enter buildings. And then gently lower Angela back to the ground using that same hand and the leaves have been washed away. As far as she is concerned, those were birds helping. Angela's really excited. Her face is gleaming when she comes down and she stumbles a little bit and is just like, it worked! I controlled the birds! Good job, Angela. Wow! Oh, we're, okay, yeah, all right. Good job, Angela. Thank you! Nice work controlling the birds. Angela touches her antlers like, oh, this is so much better. Did it hurt? Oh no, I can't feel anything. Great. Did it look painful? No. Nope. Mm-mm. The birds. The birds look, are so gentle. They're so gentle. They take care. Of, they love me. You've they trained really them well. Me. Thank you. Did such a good job. Just then, you all hear the sound of leaves rustling and branches breaking, and you see the bulk of Angela's branch antlers, where they lay on the ground, crackling and moving of their own accord. Uh, Before with a shake and a jolt, you see them rise up off of the ground, pause for a moment, and then run away full speed into the forest. Uh, What in the fuck? Did you know they could do that? I guess I made my parents. Oh... It's probably fine, right? Goodbye. Maybe they'll just plant themselves and grow into a big tree. We got a lot going on today. I I have to let something go, so I'm going to let it be this. This is the one. This is the later problem. I'm going to let it be the living antlers. We'll figure that out later. It's one of the only things that doesn't seem connected to this weird fucking town, so... I'm just going to tell my bird friends to keep an eye out on it. Yep, you tell them. Tell All all the birds. Okay, and then... You see Angela put two fingers up to her temple on both sides and like close her eyes like she's trying, she's concentrating really hard, she's squinting her eyeballs and she is sending a telekinetic message to the birds to keep an eye on the creature she just created. As our three heroes approach the fabled mill you begin to hear the sounds of industry. Machines moving, hydraulics pumping, steam flying. Whatever is going on inside of this mill, boy howdy, is it industrial and active. So it's open. Yep. Or running. Not, but By someone. Okay. You see before you large smokestacks out of which smoke is emitting and a large, decrepit, warehousey factory building directly in the center, built out of old red brick, 
lots of windows on this thing, and guess what? They're all broken. Vines and other climbing plants coat the sides of this seemingly abandoned, what would seem abandoned, factory, were it not for the smoke and activity emitting from therein. So are we just gonna knock on the front door and be like, we're here for Mr. Nethermere? Um, hmm. Should we find a way to sneak in? Can we, like, go invisible? Ooh. Penny? I mean, I can astral project. Oh, Ooh, that and so can I. Gone badly for me. <laughs> Zeke whips lately. the ghost goggles out of his pocket. Okay. <laughs> shouldn't have said it. That sounds like a job for you two. I okay. can keep guard over your human body. You're okay by yourself? Yeah, of course I'm okay by myself. Okay, let's go. We cut two behind a patch of bushes near the mill. We are all three seated, Angela, Penny, Zeke. We see Penny take out her blindfold, place it around her head, preemptively lay down so she doesn't do what Zeke does all the time. (laughs) Place two fingers on her temples and wait for Zeke to be ready. I'm ready. Zeke is ready. (laughs) Do we want to count together? Um... Yeah, sure. I don't know. I'm. I got finger on the switch. I mean, d- is it normally like a an instant thing for you? D- don't you normally need time to like concentrate? Because I can just hit the button and go. I mean, give me five to ten seconds. Okay. Is she? It, Pe- Penny. Oh, she's long gone. She's, go- she's out. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. And he hits the button. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Ghost Zeke sits up out of his body. And as always, Zeke gives a little jazz hands and says, Huh? Up here. And we'll see Penny about two feet above Zeke just waiting for him to meet her. What? How do I? Wait. Zeke, as you look up and see Penny's astral form floating just above you, you see something strange. You see what appears to be trails emanating from Penny's astral form. Little streams of astral particulates separating themselves from her body and floating away, almost like smell lines when you smell a really good pie cooling on a windowsill and lift up off of the ground and float towards it. Except these particles are floating not towards a pie, but towards the distant mansion you can see off beyond the pines at the edge of Lake Obelisk. Hey, Penny, is that regular? What? You're, you're, you're glittering. You got a glitter trail going. What? It's going, it's going really far. And Zeke, you look at your own astral form, and you see that similar tracers are emitting from your own spiritual self. Uh, hey, Penny? You doing it too? Yeah, I think, I think maybe we should get back in our, in our bods. I mean, you tell me, you've got more experience with this than I do, but um, I, I've only done this a couple of times and I never, I've never, i never given off glitter. No, as much as I would like to think that it's a nice, fun, pretty thing, it seems bad. And it does seem like it's leading to the spooky house on the hill. Yeah. Is this something to be concerned about? I'm just yeah. gonna get back into my body because I'm yeah. feeling weird. Okay. Yeah. And we see Penny's um, astral form disappear pretty instantaneously um, and Penny's body becomes full of life again on the ground. We see Zeke's astral form awkwardly lie down like in his normal form and then he, and then uh, a second goes by and Zeke doesn't say anything and then his astral form sticks out of his body again and goes, no, this isn't working for me. Someone pull the batteries out. 
Angela walks over and pulls the batteries out from the headset. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh God, get the shit out of me. You never uh, stopped breathing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so no going ghost. Mm-mm. What do we do instead? What if we sneak around the side, find some windows, and we can just levitate up, take a quick peek around, come back down? Okay. It's worth a shot. I can't levitate. So, Penny, you'll be doing that one on your own, unfortunately. Maybe I could hold you. Oh, that's cute. You want me to carry you? Mm. You know you want to go. The tiny voice in my head is telling me that that's unsafe and dangerous, but the much louder voice in my head is telling me that that sounds like a lot of fun. Let's do it. I probably won't drop you. We just fall together. Yeah, well, I'll just piggyback you. Yeah. Zeke hops onto Penny's back like a little spider monkey. You ready? Yep. All right, one, two, hold on tight. I'm holding. Three. And we see Penny bend her knees just a hair and kind of propel herself up. Uh, As Zeke and Penny begin to rise off the ground, Zeke awkwardly, like, reaches one arm over and just grabs the collar of Angela's shirt and just hoists her into the air with him and Penny. And our three heroes... (laughs) Awkwardly, and <laughs> to any, I feel like the camera just like zooms out, and the score cuts out for a second, and we just see this awkward cluster of people slowly descending into or ascending into the air. Yeah, we cut to the interior of the Ordinary Falls Mill, uh, where our camera hovers just in front of a filth-covered, partially broken window, as we see three teenage heads. Slowly rise up (laughs) to eye level to peer inside and see what's going on in the mill. In the mill. In the mill. In the middle of the night. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Key change. (laughs) All right, what's going on in there? just behind the three of you, our camera peering over your shoulders, beyond this broken, filth-coated factory window, and inside of the mill, where we see a positive hive of industrial activity. Like in history time, when factories still existed, when America still made things. Gears are turning, pulleys pulling, assembly lines assembling, conveyor belts are conveying, Uh, There's uh, chains everywhere. One of those big cauldrons hanging from those chains, pouring out lava or or whatever. (laughs) You get it? Factory stuff. And in the midst of all this cacophonous capital, you see skeletons. I knew it was skeletons. I told you. You did tell us. Crusty, crumbling, dirt-smeared, rag-wearing skeletons, chaotically attempting to perform the labor that their desiccated bodies struggle to remember. We see a skeleton moving down a conveyor belt towards a huge saw and getting sawed in half. We see two other skeletons hanging from each side of a massive log as they swing helplessly in the air from a chain before (laughs) falling down onto the ground and scattering into a hundred pieces. We see a foreman skeleton in a hard hat uh, wagging a hand from behind a broken window before falling off of the catwalk and exploding onto the ground. (laughs) 
We see a skeleton fall down a flight of stairs and fall apart into bones halfway down the stairs, but then begin to reassemble on the back half, but not correct at all. No. Skull on a femur, on an arm, on a rib cage, all all jumbled up. Yeah. Whoops, all bones, but not in the right order. <laughs> There's a thing called a big-ass fan, and it circulates around because you need to cool down the factory. Skeleton holding on for some reason on the big-ass fan, spinning around and around and around until his bones just start shooting off. One of the skeletons is using another skeleton as a push broom, but the more he pushes, the more bones fall off of it, and pretty soon he's holding nothing, and he's not pushing any dirt around. And there's a bunch of bones all over there's the floor bones now. Every- he made more of a mess, you <laughs> idiot. Yeah, I gotta sweep those up. Uh, yeah, we see a skeleton pulling a pulley and lifting up a giant industrial bucket full of boiling lava. Oh, but the rope breaks and the lava falls all over a bunch of other skeletons. And we watch as their skeleton faces peel away from the fire to reveal smaller skulls underneath. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Yeah, this is not efficient or safe. <laughs> we need to contact. Who do you contact? There's no one to contact. But, like, what is the point of this place? I think it. I think they just came back, and it's that thing where you come back, and it's just like, what was I doing before? I was working at a mill. Guess I'll go work <gasps> at the mill. Like how zombies go to malls? Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, like Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Should we, like, send them, send the skeleton? Angela's shaking her head. <laughs> you don't want to help the yep. skeletons? Mm, they seem like, fine. Go back to rest? They seem fine. We cut to a skeleton in an apron and a chef's hat standing in front of a conveyor belt with, for some reason, full of chocolates. It's trying to cram as many chocolates it can into its skeleton mouth. But then its apron and hat catch on fire. (laughs) Oh, that didn't look good. I can't watch this anymore. Mm. We see Penny slowly start to lower all three back to the ground. I feel like we gotta do something to help these skeletons. We will later. It's a later problem. Whatever we find out, we're gonna fix this. But we can't fix it right now, so... It doesn't seem like they're feeling any pain. Yeah. So it seems like, based on when Penny and I turned into ghosts, that the mansion's doing some weird stuff. Collecting some kind of supernatural energy. Didn't Wally tell us about something that like sucked in ghost energy and harnessed it for stuff? But it was purely theoretical. Well, said. and then there was my dream. Yeah, the eyeball. The ghost planet. Yeah. Do you guys think the ghost planet lives in the mansion? That doesn't make sense. Yes, it does. Anything can make sense. <laughs> Anything can make sense. That's my hit song. <laughs> but... I mean, there could be a portal that is opening up to space where that giant eyeball planet is and just sucking in the energy and sending it up to space. Like, this mansion could be where all the energy is getting stored. Something, it seems like, I mean, spooky mansion on the hill. Like, you don't build a spooky mansion on the hill unless you're up to stuff. People here are clearly up to stuff. I feel like we've covered that. Yep. Let's just go to the mansion. Trek onto the haunted mansion. Yeah, and then head on home. Easy, easy haunted mansion. Get in and out. Yeah. Yes. And we cut to the crumbling exterior of the remains of the once great Nethermare Manor. 
After a long trek up a steep, winding driveway, we find ourselves standing before an imposing Romanesque revival-style mansion. Towers, gables, and windows crowd the eye. Grotesqueries and gargoyles loom down from a roof composed of seemingly contradictory and irrational pitches. Towering topiaries, misshapen from years of overgrowth, crowd the entrance to the home with their bulbous, unrecognizable shapes. Just beyond the home, the sheer drop-off of the cliff on which it rests gives you a panoramic view of the looming anodyne pines below, with the obsidian waters of Lake Obelisk resting still in their midst. And in the center of the lake, you can feel its titular monolith leering up at you from the distance. I don't like it here. Yeah, I don't like big spooky house. So this does seem like a venue where we should knock because it's a house or do we want to be sneaky? I mean, what are we going to do? Knock on it and say, hey, I was Asher projecting earlier and some of my particles of Asher projecting was coming to this mansion and I just thought to come check it out. Can you tell me more about that? Um, You know what? Let's just get this day over with. Sure. We see Penny walk up to the front door of this spooky house with only bad vibes. <laughs> Penny raises a fist, knocks on the door twice, and exhales and waits. All three of you wait. With bated breath for a response from inside of this looming, spooky, haunted-looking mansion. No reply comes. Maybe no one's home. I'm knocking again. Angela storms up to the door and knocks with her big hand. Yeah, with a crash, Angela bangs on this decrepit old door with her humongous tree trunk hand. The heavy oaken door cracks open slightly with your blow, but there is still no indication of life from inside the home. The door basically just opened up and invited us inside. So, do you want to go inside? And Angela puts her hand on the door and pushes it open further. As the door swings open, our camera zooms slowly past your shoulder to reveal the interior of Nethermare Manor. We find before ourselves a towering foyer, which opens up into a massive, sprawling great room. The walls are covered with old-looking portraits of stern-looking people, their dead eyes gazing out over a room full of the lumpen white shapes of presumably expensive old furniture cloaked in dust covers. Beyond this, you can make out the shape of twin spiraling staircases leading up to the darkened floors above. You didn't any, think about that before you said it, did yeah, you? Yeah, well, I don't even know, like, one flavor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear anything. 
You all wait with bated breath as the echoes of one of Zeke's characteristic loud shrieks bounces around this tremendous empty space. A bit of stale dust is shaken loose from the furniture's dust covers. But beyond this, the house remains silent and still. Do we want to look around? Yes, absolutely. You know what else I've been wondering? Huh. What happens when you get too tall? Like, you keep getting taller. Is there, like, a maximum amount of tall? Or do you become something else? Messes up your joints real bad. That's not what I... Okay. Gotta get new outfits. Gotta get a car big enough for you. Okay. (laughs) I'm gonna go upstairs. Yeah, let's... I know we normally don't do this, but let's split up. Oh, come on. Yeah! No! No. Zeke, since you're a wiener, go with Penny. What? That's not... We should all stay together because we have no idea what's in this house. Whatever. This is a town full of living skeletons. Fine. Let's go up the left stairway and go upstairs. And and yeah, most of those skeletons are just keeping bar and and working in a mill. But what if if one of them's the skeleton of a serial killer and that skeleton crawls out of the grave and it's like, what did I used to do when I was still alive? Oh, stab people? Guess I'll go back to doing that. Okay, you know what? We see Penny take a first step onto the left staircase. Let's follow Penny. Okay, let's go upstairs. Penny. Mm-hmm. As you approach this staircase and prepare for your ascent, you see a flash of movement at the top of the stairs. You're just able to make out the spectral form of a hooded figure before it disappears around a corner on the upper floor. Did you guys see that? Huh? No, Did, I no, I No, I didn't, I didn't see, see anything. anything. It looked like a f- the I thought it was a hooded figure. Like the in guy the from photo? The pictures? I don't know. I just saw a flash and it looked like a bunch of cloth, but it went by so fast. I don't know. Do you look like people or do you look like a skeleton? It looked like someone in a cloak. Just be on watch. Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, let's go. We see Zeke, Penny, and Angela have reached the top of the stairs and peer over to the left. At the top of the stairs, you find before you a long, darkened hallway. The formerly ornate, expensive-looking wallpaper peels and hangs away from the wall in strips. You see before you a series of heavy wooden doors, all of them closed to whatever secrets may lie behind. As you all peer down this hallway, Penny, you see again the briefest flash of a hooded figure who hesitates for just a moment before walking through a closed door at the end of the hall. We see Penny rush to the door and grab the doorknob. Where are you going? I saw something. We gotta go. We're just gonna follow it? It feels important. Okay. Sure. We see Penny slowly twist the doorknob and open it. With an exasperated creak and a puff of stale air, Penny, you push this door open to reveal the room that lies behind. You find before you something halfway between a library and a museum. The modern decor here stands in contrast to the old, dirty wood motif you've seen in the rest of the house thus far. Here, 
Tight, densely packed shelves of glass and steel line one wall, and large glass display cases line another. The walls are covered with photographs, more paintings, and what look like ancient scrolls and wood carvings. The room lies still and empty. The spectral hooded figure nowhere to be seen. But the air is thick with occult menace. We see Penny walking, pacing around the room, just kind of looking around, looking under anything that could be looked under, like she thought she would see something on the other side of this door. If we ever see Flo again, we should show her this room and be like, see, this is how you keep books. She doesn't care about books. She doesn't yeah. even read. Yeah, that's true. There's nobody in here. Yeah. Well, did you see the hooded figure again? Yeah. I thought I saw my mom. My mom? What? It doesn't matter. It was probably nothing. I mean, it wasn't nothing. It was definitely something, but it's probably just me seeing what I want to see. Well, something's leading you to this room for some reason. I mean, take a look at these books. Do any of them sound interesting or familiar to you? Penny scans the room, starting with the books that are in the display cases, the full ones. Penny. You gravitate towards these glass display cases on the far wall to examine their contents. You see a few that contain books, resting open on clear stands, to pages filled with inscrutable writing and illuminated artworks of misformed creatures, alien beings crawling out of the bodies of prostrate humans. You move past these to a few small cases, containing objects that hold no meaning to you, a splintered piece of wood, with dark stains that could be from blood. A heavy, silver crucifix on a chain. What looks like the tip of an ancient Roman spear. A reliquary containing what appear to be finger bones. But beyond all of these, your attention is drawn to two cases in particular that seem to make up the focal point of the room. One lies empty, but the one beside it contains a book whose words appear to actually be written In English, the large piece of artwork hanging on the wall above this case catches your attention as well, Penny. You see an ancient-looking etching. You see in it a large mountain in front of a cloud-filled sky. In this sky above the mountain hovers a large human figure who seems to be vomiting a large rock in the direction of the mountain. On the frame of this drawing is a small brass nameplate, which reads, Saturn regurgitating the anchorite. That's uh, that's a big fancy book. Yeah. Does this case open? I mean, sure. And Zeke, uh, just... Elbow drops the display case to shatter the glass. No, Zeke, why didn't you just open it? I always wanted to do that. Okay. Ooh, I, cut, I cut my elbow a little bit. Well, that's your own fault. Yeah, it's fine. Angela reaches into the cabinet, grabs the book, and then hands it over to Penny. Penny takes the book from Angela. We see her start flipping through some pages. I don't know what she's looking for. Penny, what does the book say? I don't know. The words are all funny. How else did you think I would start this? Is it in a different language? No, it's just the words are big and it's old. 
like from the 1600s. What are some of the words? In 1620, the Rosicrucian Brotherhood? Uh Uh-huh. Weird organization, got it. They found this thing called the Anchorite, discovered in the mouth of... Zeke, can you just read this? I don't know these words. Zeke takes the big, heavy, leather-bound book in his hands and uh, just, like, scans over the page for uh, a minute or two and then says... Okay, yeah, Penny, you were right. This is this is written weird. Um, okay, here's what I got. Like 400 years ago, there was a group of alchemists or sorcerers or something who thought that they found a magic rock that the Roman god Saturn spat out his belly because he thought it was his kid. Did you guys take Roman mythology yet? No. Okay, well, Saturn gets tricked into eating a big rock and then he spits it back up, and these guys think that they found that rock in a mountain in Greece. So the rock is someone's son? No. Nope. Just a rock. <laughs> it's a rock that a god ate and then spit back out. Okay. And they thought it had magical properties Yeah, or it says that they were pretty convinced that it was composed of a special compound called Saturnine, um, but they tried to do experiments on it, and it, it, it they, couldn't, they couldn't get anything out of it, and they... They they got they got rid of it. Did it say it where says they it was put discard- it? Nope. It just says it was discarded. What was it supposed to do? Unclear. Great. They so. couldn't get it's. I mean, it sounds like they couldn't get it to do anything. Mm, is this what the cult was after? Is I mean, it's weird group of maybe wizards gathering to do some wizards you said it was vampires no i said that one guy was probably a vampire zeke as you say that your attention is drawn to the largest display case in this library the one that you notice as you arrived was empty you see above it on the wall not a painting or a wood carving but a photograph hey guys mm-hmm one of these cases is empty. Yeah. yeah. Zeke walks across the room to the empty display case. Hey, there's a photo hanging above it. And he leans in close to look at the photograph. Zeke, you see in this photograph three figures. One, the gaunt, cloaked, thinly mustachioed visage that has now become familiar to you as that of Kilazar Nethermare. Although he appears younger here than in any other photograph you've seen thus far. He stands beside a much larger man, fully bearded, with a dark expression in his eyes. And beside him, a cloaked woman in a full-face red stone mask. You can tell from their manner of dress and hairstyle that this photo was taken sometime around the mid-1970s. The three of them surround a large meteorite roughly the size of a human body. Rock. Um, I think the rock used to be right here in this case, because that's Mr. Never whatever, and that's the rock, but the case is empty. Whoa. Okay, so that's a really big rock, though, so, like, whoever you saw come into this room couldn't have just, like, picked up a giant rock and ran out of here with it, right? Right? I don't know. Zeke, 
you return your attention to the photograph and the image of the stone contained therein, staring, searching for any clue that might indicate the stone's significance. As you stare, all of a sudden, like a three-dimensional schooner emerging from the chaotic morass of a magic eye painting, a form in the rock reveals itself to you. You can trace the faint outline of what appear to be a prostrate human figure. You can see the faint shapes of legs, arms, a head, and torso. And unless your eyes are deceiving you, the tiniest detail directly between that head and torso, Zeke, you can make out the faint shape of a priest's collar. Oh, poop. Wow. So, wait a minute. Hang on. If that guy used to be made out of rock, then maybe a person could have used to be made out of metal. My quest to become a real human being isn't as fruitless or... Terrifying as Jeff made it seem at first. Oh, joy of joys. Well now that my hopes are at an all-time high, let's read these credits. Angela Atticus Jr. is performed by the illustrious Megan Stressman. Penny White is performed by the impeccable Miss Lawson. Zeke Lynn is performed by the unstoppable James Kedlar, who is also the composer for all original music in the podcast. Every other character is performed by the inimitable Philip Stressman, who is also the game master and producer of Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High. Additional sound effects provided by Zapsplat.com. Monster of the Week tabletop game created by Michael Sands. Well, that's it for now. I'm gonna go work on my flesh and body. 